Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> it's, ooh, it's getting ooh, spooky. spooky. Oh my gosh, welcome back everybody to a very special episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. This is my annual Halloween special. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Every year I look forward to this one because I get to like talk about spooky stuff that I love talking about, but any other time of the year... Um, people will go, you're weird <laughs> for talking about do that. Do they go, you're weird, or do they go, you're cool? Maybe some people think it's cool, but I think it's just a good time of year to do a, like, a focused episode. Uh, and I'm here with Sarah. Hello. I'm here, too. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I'm even wearing a skull shirt. I love your skull shirt. That's, like, one of your favorite shirts, isn't it? It is. This is my comedy shirt. Are, do you have any Halloween plans? I I do. You're going I out. Have, I have a lot of Halloween plans. I'm going out on Friday. And then actually Friday's going to be weird because like I'm dressing up. But like it's a retro night. Are you dressing up in costume? Yeah. I have this really sick spider costume that I'm wearing. Wait, what costume? A spider costume. Oh, so nice. So I'm going to be like spider. With, she has like little wings on her. Oh, I love that. You that you can like put your hands into. Anyways, it's really Ooh, cool. I need to I bought these terms. really cool. Uh, the... To what do they call fishnets? But they're yep. like spiderweb fishnets. Ooh. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty sick. I'm excited for that. But like, it's a retro night, so it's weird that to be dressing up not for retro night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess your costume could be like a retro costume. Yeah, a retro but- spider. And on Saturday, that is October 29th, we're gonna go live on the Intoxicated Instagram. Um, and one of our personal TikToks, we don't know which one yet. We'll figure it out. Follow both of us on there and it'll be live on one of those. Um, and we're going to do a little live stream, little Halloween spooky live stream. Maybe do a Ouija board session. It's going to be fun. It's Maybe tell some ghost stories or something. We'll have candles. We'll figure, we'll figure it out, but it's going to be fun. Uh, a no pressure Halloween live stream. Love that. Uh, but I love Halloween. I don't have a costume this year and it breaks my heart. I just can't do it. You can dress up as a person who has their... No, I really want to do a clown, but like... A clown would be fairly easy. Like, I could just get, like, a white shirt, get some suspenders, and, like, glue on some felt thingies, and just do, like, clown makeup. Um, But I will have to hustle to get that done, because I don't get paid until, right until Halloween. So. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, you know, sometimes the stress isn't, uh, isn't worth uh the the payoff you know what i mean but uh, yeah i feel like costumes are all for instagram anyway so i am so excited for this week's episode this is the perfect guest to have on the podcast for the halloween special our guest this week is kim moser and she is the host 
of the Eastlink TV show Haunted, which is like our version of Ghost Adventures, um, where they explore haunted locations across the Maritimes. Uh, and she is also the host of a Girl Named Whiskey podcast, which is exceptional. And everyone should check that podcast out. It is about conspiracy theories, which is really cool. She's also a co-host on the Booze and Bourbon podcast. So she does a lot. She does a lot and she's super cool. I bad ass her. chick. She really is. Badass chick. We like she came in to the studio. She looked like the Laura Croft of like ghost hunting. She knows her shit. She has some really really crazy stories that she tells on the podcast about her different experiences with the paranormal, including like some of like the early days of when she just started getting into it and also while she was filming haunted which truly so fucking cool it's like my dream to be on a paranormal show she's my dream right <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to job shadow her oh my god yes that would be the coolest job ever uh i love kim kim's amazing i'm so glad we're friends now like we have the yeah, coolest friend that is cool we have the coolest friend ever and on this podcast we talked about a lot of spooky stuff. So we talked about shadow people. We talked about, um, you know, the, like the stigma on people who believe in ghosts, which there shouldn't be. Ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. Uh, we talked about Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah. We talked about, let's see, Ouija board etiquette. Yeah. Which yeah. was interesting. That is in that's good to know. Poltergeist, ghost hunting equipment, ghost adventures, uh, orbs like we we really covered mostly everything in the paranormal realm uh and super special at the end of the episode we actually used some of the equipment that kim brought and we won't say anything more you have to listen to the whole episode to see if we picked anything up dun, dun, dun. how did you enjoy the episode you were very excited for this one to be here for recording i, would, I loved it it yeah. was like yeah she was super cool the things she was talking about was unreal right so, so spooky pretty yeah. much the best halloween episode ever and i'm so excited for you guys to hear it um please check kim out on eastlink tv on the show haunted follow her on instagram she is at kimmy Mosier. i will link to that below uh and you gotta stay updated with what she's doing and of course uh follow intoxicated on social media check out the youtube channel make sure you are subscribed if you love the show throw an apple podcast rating or review our way and honestly that's about it i just want to get right into this amazing spooky halloween special with the amazing kim Moser. Welcome back. It is the annual intoxicated Halloween special. And I could not have a more appropriate guest for this episode. I'm so wildly excited. I've wanted to have this, this guest on for so long. She is the co-host on East Link's Haunted. And she has also hosted and produced two podcasts one is A Girl Named Whiskey, which is an amazing solo podcast about conspiracy theories. And the other is Booze and Bourbon, which is all things 
Whiskey and the Paranormal. Correct. <gasps> Nailed it. <laughs> it is Kim Moser. Welcome. Thank you, Sam. I am so happy to be here. This has been a long time coming. This has been such a long time coming. And like we've been, I've known about you for a while. Yeah, I've known about you for a while too. Yeah. The podcasting space, it's like weird. It's like we all kind of know each other, but we don't really know each other. Yeah. And what's weird is the second I walked through your door, I was like, I feel like I know you. Isn't that so weird? So cool, though. I love it. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And we are going to talk all about, like, you are in the coolest, you're in the coolest space ever. Paranormal stuff. It's weird. Is it? It's weird, yeah. Because it can mess with you. Oh, I bet I can. I don't even know where to begin. Like, I feel like there's, there's a lot to touch on here. First question to you, I guess, would be like, was there an experience like that got you into this? Did was there a moment? Did something happen that made you like get interested in the paranormal? Okay, tell. Love to know. It's personal. So when I first started talking about it, it was very odd to kind of like let my friends and family and people that didn't know me in on why I was so interested in the paranormal. But um, I guess I was probably graduating from university. It was that summer. And um, I knew that my grandmother was ill and she was living in a nursing home close to where I lived. But I didn't think she was passing away anytime soon. Like we knew that we had about a month with her. And so I was toying with the idea of going to visit her. My mom went to go visit her and my mom was like, you know, I don't know if it's a good time for you to go just because you might not recognize her, that sort of thing. And so I was like, all right, I'll just listen to my mom, but I really need to go see her. And so my best friend was coming over that weekend, her and her boyfriend, and we were late night drinking, playing cards. It was Friday night and we went to bed and... When I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning, my boyfriend was walking into the bedroom at the time and he woke me up and I was just crying and he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, my Mimi is what I called her. I was like, my Mimi passed away. And he was like, no, you just had a really bad dream. Go back to sleep. (gasps) And I was like, no, no, no. Like I, I saw her and I felt her and I could even smell her. And the weird thing was it was an all white background in this dream and there were like hundreds of people in these little groups talking to one another and she just said to me she was like I'm going now dear like as if she was leaving a party and I was like okay bye Mimi I love you she's like I love you too and that was it and I woke up and my mom called me the next morning super early in the morning and she was like I'm just calling you to let you know that your grandmother passed away last night and I was like mom I know and she's like how do you know I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I know she passed away like around 2.30. And she was like, yeah, she passed away around 2.15. Stop it. That's crazy. To the, like down to the time. Yes. So uh, there was, I mean, there's a lot of coincidences in life. And there's a lot of things with the paranormal that you could be like, yeah, oh, that's a coincidence. Or maybe yeah. you're just trying to put two things together. Yeah. But that really propelled me into researching and reading and finding out as much as I could about the paranormal. And remind me, how old were you at this time? Um, would have been like 22-ish. Oh, okay. So a little older than I would have thought. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. That's wild. Yeah. And you've been kind of hooked ever since? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then a girl named Whiskey, by the way, everybody, please check out this amazing podcast because this is... You did this all on your own. Yes. Um, this is about conspiracy theories, it's which is such a rabbit hole yeah. 
to go down. <laughs> I love it though. And I just love like everything you like that was such a cool project that you did. What inspired that? Um probably I just needed that extra creative outlet. Yeah. And I would find myself researching these really weird stories and then hearing these really like weird little facets of information and I'm like I need to research more of that. I need to put that together. And I was kind of toying with the idea of doing a different podcast like that for about yeah. a year. So I kind of did like a pilot just for myself to listen to and listen, like get my close friends to listen to as well and get them their, their input. It's a great idea. And uh, yeah, so then I started it. I was like, no one's holding me back now. What's stopping you? Might as well, <laughs> might as well do it. Yes. And the thing is with conspiracy theories, and I don't know if you subscribe to this, but like we're not saying that we believe it. No. But it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's a to good learn about trip for your brain. The Diana one was crazy. I know. Like the fact Nova that Scotia people connection. have you heard this, Sarah? This concern? just the idea that uh, she might still be alive. Oh well, yeah. Like there's been like multiple sightings of like people who like that like people that like look like her or like look close to identical to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just like Tupac though. People think Tupac's still alive. Yes, they do. So, and that was also that one was of the also episode. an episode. <laughs> and oh. you, how many episodes of this? Uh, six, I six. think. Yeah, good amount though. Like it's just it's just really cool to do like a standalone project where you can go. I did the cool thing, and like here it is, all packaged for you. And I asked you, like I asked you before we hit record, if you were going to return to it, and it's there if you want to go back. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to go back. There's no pressure. It's like here's a series. Mm-hmm binge it and maybe i'll be back but maybe not exactly (laughs) which is so nice yeah it's fun that's wild and so then you so what got you into the actual tv side like haunted first of all tell everyone about haunted because this is this is our version of like can i say ghost adventures not quite but it's kind of our little version of that type of show so like tell tell everyone about that haunted so it is on um eastlink tv so it's something that only if you're an Eastlink subscriber and you have Eastlink cable that you can watch. But there is hope that we're going to go to like a a universal sort of streaming platform at some point. That'd be amazing. Which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, it's it's a group of local people from HRM, basically. And uh, we go and we check out different haunted locations. We've gone to New Brunswick a couple of times, PEI a couple of times, but mostly all Nova Scotia locations. We talk a little bit about the history of the place. Um, We don't ever bring like the people who own the place or the people that work there. We don't ever bring them on. But it's more of like, let's do a walkthrough. Let's see what we feel. And then let's bring out all of our ghost hunting equipment and see what we can find. Oh my gosh. And how long have you been with Haunted? Uh, this will be, I'm going into season eight soon for filming. So this will be five, six, fourth season. Holy smokes. Four seasons with a paranormal show. Yes. I have like, I have just so many questions. Like I have questions about the production, but then also just like the whole experience of this. For like, do you actually see ghosts? Are you someone who's, have you seen one? Have you seen okay, one yet? So when you say ghost, you're when probably spirit, picturing like the sort of white translucent looking human figure. Yes. I have not seen that. Okay. But I have seen a full on blacker than black shadow person. Oh, for sakes, those things. 
so have I. Really? <laughs> and this wasn't in a like a sleep paralysis. No. This was like you saw it when you were awake. Yes. That's... Ghost hunting. Okay. More than once or just the once? Uh, no. So we actually, um, my co-host for Booze and Bourbon, Jen, her and I and my husband went to Kentucky and we went to go to one of the most haunted locations in the whole world. It's it, called Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's the first time I ever saw a shadow person. And it was really far away. And the, sh- the movements were very scattered. It was very, very weird. And... It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, my, my mind and my eyes could be playing tricks on me right now. Mm-hmm. But what I saw at the Boscowin Inn in Lunenburg was a full on like for me to you. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. And I didn't see anything from the waist down, but I definitely saw like the shoulders, the arms standing there. And at first I thought it was the owner's like 13 year old son just standing in the hallway and it was lit probably like this. The walls were white behind it. And I was starting to go up the stairs. And as soon as I got to the third step, I looked to my right. And there it was just looking at me. And I was like, oh, that's the kid. And then I looked again and I'm like, I can't see a face. <gasps> yeah, it was really creepy. <laughs> and what do you do? When you're in that moment, what kind of person are you? Are you someone who, are you a screamer? Do you jump? Are you calm? Like, I feel like there's so many, like, I feel like I would be a freezer. Like, I would probably freeze and not really react. But, like, what kind of person are you when it comes to, see, like, experiencing these paranormal experiences? So, in that particular situation, I I knew the place was haunted and I was freaked out about being kind of segregated from the rest of the group, we'll say. Um, I was like, I don't want to be alone. So if anybody's going to like show themselves, please make sure that the whole group is here. All nine of us can see you. And then I'm feeling super brave. And I'm like, hey, does anybody need any more ghost hunting equipment? So I go down to the second floor, grab a whole bunch of ghost hunting equipment. So I'm by myself and I'm marching up the stairs with all this equipment and I see it. And I just like, I don't even think I stopped for one second. I just like (laughs) went faster up the stairs and then I busted by our um, audio, our audio guy. I was like, sorry, Tamer, I'm coming through. And I was like, oh my God, what did I just see? What did I just see? And like my heart was racing and I wasn't screaming. I was just really fast and really out of breath. Really worked up. Really worked up. The adrenaline you must like experience in that moment must be insane. Yeah, and it's also just as bad if you hype yourself up enough, too. If you're like, I know I'm going to be in this room all by myself, and there's just going to be a camera, and it's really dark, and nobody else is going to be around. What if I see something? In that moment, I feel just as scared as if I just saw something. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So you've actually been alone in these haunted places by yourself in the dark. Yes, but not like overnight by myself. Not overnight. That would be the epitome of hell for me. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been overnight with other people? Yes, all the okay. time. And that must be freaking fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, fun, I guess is fun the right word? It's fun in the sense that, I mean, you must enjoy doing this type of thing. That's why you do it. But it yes. is scary. Uh-huh. Um, what about, like, when you walk in to a venue or a place... Is there a different feeling? Are you someone who can walk in and go, something's not right here. Something's something's not right here. Something in the air. The energy. Yeah. Yeah? For the most part, yes. 
Yeah. Sometimes places totally take you by surprise. And you're like, oh, this looks really haunted. But then you and don't then get anything. Nothing. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my other question. Because I feel like with these with these shows and, and you know, like media and stuff, a lot of times it, there's a lot of hype. Yes. And then there, there, with that hype, there must come disappointment <laughs> sometimes. Sure. Like whale sure. watching. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, ghost hunting is kind of like whale watching. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you might not see one all the time or hear one or experience one. But, you know, you might enjoy the you might enjoy the boat ride, you know? Yeah. You might, I think so much of it is actually just being in the space cuz like like you said, you you look into the history of it and you you know the stories behind these these locations. So, it's kind of cool just being there. Definitely. So, if you experience something it's a bonus, right? Yeah, so we've gotten to explore some pretty uh, historical places yes. this past season and we have some more lined up for this season. We're going to go to the Citadel Hill this year. Oh! Which is going to be great. But uh, one of the spookiest places that when you walk there you can just feel mm. it is Lewisburg. Wow. Yeah. That would be thick. I can imagine. And the fog is thick and there's always like a mist going on and you lose sense of direction because you hear the waves behind the fortress and then you hear the waves on the other side and it's it's really spooky. Does it need to be dark for ghosts to come out? No. Yeah. It doesn't. I feel like all these shows, like it's always dark. It's always at nighttime. Like you need, I'd love to see a paranormal show that, that goes out at twelve noon. You know, <laughs> broad fucking daylight. Just, just have some brunch. Go go sight. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, but it, sometimes that would almost make it scarier because you're not. As soon as you're in darkness, you're like, this is this is creepy. This is scary. This is scary. Something mm-hmm. scary is going to happen. But if you were if you were to experience something with like in broad daylight, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Like this what? isn't supposed to happen. This isn't supposed to happen here. Yeah. What's like your favorite? Do you have a favorite location in Nova Scotia? <sighs> well, I really, really did love Lewisburg. Yeah. That was amazing. That would be unreal. Um, but the two places that fucked with me the most mm. there's one place in the valley it's called the evangeline inn and there's like a cafeteria and there's a whole bunch of you know motel like very modern things but there's also an old historical home on the property and the second that we turned the lights off to start ghost hunting there and there was just sort of the ambiance of the red exit light above us Things just changed. Shit. And so there were three of us kind of standing in the hallway and two, not myself, but my two co-hosts swear they saw like a floating head (gasps) in a room next to them. So they both freaked out, screeched, left. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to run with you guys because I don't want to stand here. Um, So then the director, Dylan, was like, I need you to get a camera. And go back down where the two of them were. We're going to talk about this. So I'm like, okay. So I get this camera and I'm like walking down the hallway. And all of a sudden, it sounds like I dropped like a lip chap on the floor. Like that sort of plasticky sound. Like a plunk. Yeah. I'm like, that didn't come from me. But the second I thought that, I felt something push me. And I lunged forward because it wasn't just like a light push. It was like the sound I heard was like two hands hitting me on the back of my jacket and like pushing me. And so then I was like, oh my God, I feel cobwebs. I feel like this is I'm freaking out. And then 
all of a sudden, we caught it on camera. The back of my hair starts lifting ah! up like this. Ah! It ah! was it was too much. Like it was. Ah! It really messed with me because the whole time I've been like growing up and watching horror movies, I'm like, this can't this can't happen. This like ghosts can't hurt you, but then they can push you. Apparently, they can do little things like they can pushing. bully you. Bully? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like you you see people with like scratches and stuff. Like, have you ever experienced anything that crazy? I, no, I no, have, I have not gotten scratched. Um. So yeah, that was the Evangeline Inn. But then the other location that definitely mess with me is a place called the Guysboro Courthouse. It's in Guysboro. Oh shit! My dad was probably my dad's a retired judge, and he <laughs> used to go there for work all the time. <laughs> ah! He's not dead though. Not yet. <laughs> God. Oh my <laughs> god. Um Dad, no, please a, don't die. Super, super <laughs> creepy place. And we're gonna get into a story about that later. Oh, but shit. Um, the guys row courthouse. Yeah. And it's an old courthouse? Yes. Oh, and there was at least one public hanging there. <sighs> and to top it off, what their great like what their um I was gonna say graveyard, but what their parking lot is now is actually a graveyard. Wow. There's gr- there's dead bodies underneath that? Yeah. How is that legal? So apparently back in the day, because there was a jailhouse right next to it as well, um, if your family was like, that's Sarah, she's a bad girl, um, she's going to stay in jail, and you die, and your family's like, we don't want to claim her, she was a bad girl, then they're like, well, let's bury her on consecrated ground, because it was consecrated oh, ground, so they would just bury them within the walls of the jail. The children they were ashamed of. Pretty much, oh, yeah. I'd be there. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to you. <laughs> cheers to that. Oh, we should do a cheers. Cheers. I mean, Kim's drinking whiskey. What are you drinking? I'm drinking vodka soda. Good for you. Which I think we're both on brand. <laughs> like, you got your whiskey. That makes total sense for you. You got your bourbon. Um. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So many things going through my head. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Okay. So... Those were the two locations that fought with you the most. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe I'll just tell you the whole courthouse situation Yeah, now. let's hear it. Um, so we've dubbed it the Guysboro sh- Scratch because it's literally a scratching sound. So, like, for oh. all your viewers and listeners, I'm not crazy. <laughs> swear to God, I'm not crazy. Well, actually, before you get into the story, yeah. can I ask you just really quickly? Yeah. There's a stigma on people believing in ghosts. For sure. There is, people make fun of people who believe in ghosts. Totally. And there's different levels of believing in ghosts. I feel like you get a lot of people who go, well, I'm not going to rule it out. You know, maybe there's something, but probably not. Yeah. You also have people who probably take every single sound as something and probably read. So, like, where do you fall on this spectrum? And where do you fall in terms of what your actual belief is? Like, do you believe in afterlife? Like, yeah, I I definitely believe in afterlife. Yeah. Um, and I think that's more solidified because of the situation that I had with my grandmother in the dream. That is like such yeah. a that's so strong. Right. Like that that image. Um, but in terms of like seeing a full-bodied apparition, that is that's a stretch for me. So yeah. for most people, when they talk about like ghost hunting and things like that they're like full-on 100% believers if they're a ghost hunter and I'm more on the side of caution 
I'm like, I would like to discount a lot of things before I actually believe that it was a ghost. This is, I think, a misconception. I think a lot of people think that ghost hunters are people who investigate just go in and and like they make something out of everything. Yeah. But no, I think true investigators will debunk things like, oh, was there a draft? Was a window yeah. open? Was somebody in the building? Like that's the true investigating part of it. Yeah. I don't know so, that my producer likes it when I'm skeptical like that because it doesn't make for good TV. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, my mind always goes to like science first or like reality. Like Kim, like don't. There, there was no temperature change in the room. There was just a draft. It's an old house. Yes. Yeah. I love that, though. And I actually do like when there's a little bit of a contrast of personality types. I think I think that makes for better TV when there's different viewpoints on the thing that happened. Right. You know? Okay. Guys, bro, courthouse. Let's hear it. Okay. So we had a whole bunch of skeptics on our team as well. Love that. Um, which I, whenever it comes to to people who are telling ghost stories or have ghost experience. If you're a skeptic and you're telling me a ghost experience, I'm like, yes, I want to hear your story. Yes. It makes good. it more believable. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, we were, you know, just using a Ouija board. No big deal. It was, um, it was a handmade Ouija board that was given to us and it was made by a Wiccan in Salem and she hand painted it and she has like, this box that she put it in like a wooden box that was also painted and she oh had God. like uh, a bunch of sage in it and so we're like yeah sure i mean this looks like a really great gift why wouldn't we want to use this listen of all the ouija boards in the world that seems like a safe one that <laughs> she do you pro- think she protected it with sage yeah. and stuff yeah. right yeah she like she like it was a kit it was a kit. It was a kit. A Ouija right. board kit. Yes. You know, you just go to Spencer's and get a Ouija board. Yes. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. So um, we decided we we're going to use it. And we have a number of ghost hunting pieces of equipment, one of which is called an ovulus. So there's a number of things that the ovulus can do. But um, in this one instance, we had it on the um, dictation <sighs> side of things. So it would spit out words if it was feeling a difference in the environment or what have you. So I'm sitting there and I know you should never do this, but I was like playing the Ouija board by myself with the ovulus on top. And nobody else was around in the courthouse. You're not supposed to do that? No. Not supposed to use it alone? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's recommended. Oh, shit. Have you done it? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I'm sitting there and the ovulus is spitting out words at me. And I think the ovulus said something to the effect of like want. And I'm like, Mm. oh, you want me to give you something? Okay, cool. And within that timeline, there was an orb, which we're going to talk about later too. We'll get into it. Um, This orb didn't look like a normal orb. There was like two balls of light kind of attached to it. And it was kind of like going over towards the box. And then it, it dissipated. And I'm like, Oh, that's different. Okay. So I only saw this on the camera later um, because the director was like, Kim, you got to come take a look at this when you're doing this whole Ouija board thing. So I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's weird. He's like, let's go with the, the whole narrative that, um, something came out of the board and something was trying to get back in. But when it tried to get back in, you had the box closed so it couldn't physically get in. I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, well, I'm going to ask this thing to get back in the board. So I opened up 
the box and I was like, I'm going to convince you to take my ring. And it wasn't like my engagement ring. It was just like a cheapy Claire's ring or something. And I'm like, I'm going to give you this ring and I'm going to put it in the box. So I did. And then we started doing this countdown. And I was like, okay, from five, everybody, all nine of us were on the court, court, how court. Wow. It's a hard thing to say. I know. Court house room yeah. floor. <laughs> court. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, we did this countdown. We were like really into it. We're like, five, get in the board, four. Like we were very enforceful. And so when we hit one, we waited for a couple of seconds, didn't hear anything. And then we hear this scratching that was like huh? 10 seconds long as if something was dragging its nails across wooden floors. Was there a video of this? Did I see this video? The, yes. There yeah, was yeah, yeah. all of us like turned around and we're like, oh my God, did you hear that? And everyone was like, yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. And it was so loud. We were all just like completely shook by the situation. So to make things worse, I can't entirely talk about it until like two months from now. But um, we investigated the house next door to the courthouse this season. And there were some direct correlations that were very personal that said same words and my name and a whole lot of personal things. Personal to you. In regards to that situation next door. Shit. So I'm like, does this thing know that we're next door? I'm, I'm, I got chills. That's wild. That's insane. Mm -hmm. While we're on the subject of Ouija boards, I need to ask you about Ouija boards. Sarah over here, producer Sarah, keeps asking me to let's do a Ouija board thing. I'm like, we got to ask him about Ouija boards. Yeah. What? I have friends who are like, don't touch them. Don't even get involved. What's the deal with these things? Is there a way to use them that's safe? Are there things you can do to like protect yourself? Like, are there rituals? Like, what's going on with Ouija boards? Um, I think when it comes to the absolute basics, you always have to close out the board. You got to close it. So you always have to say like, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. And I, I think people will use candles, like a white candle, black candle. Um, mm. And also it's probably a good idea to smudge it after. Smudge with, with sage. sage. Yeah. Okay. With uh, what kind of sage? Because I heard that like white sage does something different and then like. Another oh. kind of sage. I just always use white sage. Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is my problem. <laughs> so Kim's like, shit, uh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> no, that's wild. Like I so we had a Ouija board growing up. Mm -hmm. And it's so strange because, you know, like, like we go back to the stigma. People make fun of you when we talk about ghost stuff. I was always fascinated by ghost things. Yeah. My grandmother also was. She was oh. a believer in it. My mom was like, nay, 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 nay. No, no, no. Okay. But whatever, this Ouija board that I had, and I still to this day don't know where it is now. Maybe I should find out. But like my mom would just like keep it away. Like she would put it like on a shelf far away and she did not like us using that i don't really blame her i mean i've had i've had lots of experiences with ouija boards and i can't say any of them are like yay that's a really <laughs> nice positive experience Shit. <laughs> yeah that's wild but they look pretty okay 
have you ever used one and had it actually move to spell something? Oh yeah. And like you're not t- you're legitimately not touching it. Like I'm, t- I'm like touching it, but very, yeah, you're like, supposed to. Okay, oh, yeah. light as a feather. We need to clarify this for everybody. You do need to touch the the triangle thingy. Yeah, like you can't just hover. No, you you need to your fingertips need to touch it very lightly, very lightly, and you need to be still. Yeah, and the idea is the idea that all the energies of the people in the session channel. The spirit? Hopefully. Hopefully that's kind of the The more scientific side of things is that you've got these micro movements from like people's pulses and they're not consciously moving it. Mm. Maybe subconsciously it's moving around. Like if you ask like a yes or no question and you and all your friends think yes is probably a good answer, it's probably going to float over to the yes. Love this. This is a realistic approach to Ouija boards. <laughs> Does that mean we can use one now? Or <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Listen, the thing is with like all this stuff, I'm always down. I will always say yes. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I've never experienced anything. I'm very prone to night terrors, which oh. are, I feel they borderline the paranormal in a weird way because they happen... Most times they happen when you're just about to fall asleep, when you're in between worlds, so to speak. Uh, like you could be doing some astral traveling type situation. I think I can do that if I honed in on it, honestly, oh with, with all the sleep stuff that I that that I go through at night. I feel like I if I really honed it, I probably could. So here's a question. Have you ever like, quote unquote had an experience close to astral traveling that you had somebody that you know, like a friend, maybe it's Sarah, um, that you see in this dream or this night terror. And have you ever like called that person the next day to be like, Hey, I had this crazy dream about you last night. Did you dream about me too? Not yet. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. Weirdly enough, my dreams right now are very strange, and I don't know why. Like, I had a dream that I was stranded in the middle of the ocean on top of an iceberg, and my boss saved me on a jet ski. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awful. (laughs) I have, um, I'm very prone to um, reoccurring dreams, or reoccurring themes in dreams. Gotcha. Water's very common, which makes sense. It means emotion. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, emotional AF. Um, schools, I'm late for school, I'm late for class, right. I'm back in high school, I can't, I can't find my class, or I'm late for a test! I have those dreams too. Yeah, constantly. Being late, I constantly have dreams where I'm, there's something important I need to get to, and I'm doing my makeup, rushing. Gotcha. It's my wedding day, and my eyeliner isn't on. Like, stuff like that. Right. Like it's, I'm just, I'm a stressful sleeper. You always have somewhere to be. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm late. Even in my my dreams, I can't fucking escape it. Yeah. Oh God, that's, that's crazy. So Ouija boards. Okay. So like, I think, I mean, we are 36 minutes in. I, I want to get to the assumption segment. Yeah. Don't punch me in the face. Ow. Because this kind of ties in with what we were talking about. So one of my assumptions that I had about you, because I don't know you that well, but I did some creeping online. <laughs> I love it. Here's my hot take about Kim. And you got to tell me if it's true or not. Yeah. Um, you are a spooky bitch 
that doesn't dress up for Halloween. It's somewhat true. Okay. Because I didn't see any costumes. Yeah. That's the... That's, so, mm-hmm. and I kind of have this theory that those are the true spooky bitches. I don't know. The like bells I, and whistles of the look of the spooky bitch. Right. You don't need those to be a legitimate... Like, you're a legitimate... Would you call yourself a spooky bitch? I guess, yeah. It's kind of a... Kind of I a, mean, I feel like I'm kind of like still in the closet, though. <laughs> But you work on really? a show called Haunted. How are you not going to be spooky? I know. <laughs> You're like, this is my job, though. I'm going to work. Yeah. I, yeah. I would rather kind of like look like the Lara Croft. Like I'm going to. That's what you looked like situation. when you came in today. I was just like, you look like a badass. Number one. Well, thanks. Um, but yeah, I see you as someone who you're not. You're not the outwards appearance of a spooky bitch, but inwards you are. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a pretty good assumption. Ding, ding. Uh, you know, in my younger years, I probably dressed up a lot more for Halloween. Are but you big into Halloween? I feel like Halloween is year, probably year-round for you. I, I do love Halloween. Like, the bar area that I have in my basement, it's it's black. Like, it's always pretty goth-looking. Like, mm. I always have Halloween stuff around if I need to place them. Like, I've always got skulls out. My okay. pillowcases have, like, little spiders and... And skulls and stuff on them, but like in a classy way. Classy way. Um, And then I always feel like Halloween teeters on like the slutty slash racist line. (laughs) So I tend to steer away from that in my later years. You are not wrong. (laughs) Right? There's probably a lot of costumes that could get people canceled. And uh, do you mind me asking your age? No, I'll I'll be 39 in a couple of days. What? Yes. Wow. Okay. 39. Yeah. So you were around, like, you got to have a childhood that wasn't on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I get to go great. to the bars without cell phones. Yeah. I mean, cell phones are around, but the picture quality was so terrible. It could be anybody. It could be, it could be any, the flip phones, the it pixelated. Yeah. yeah. Frig. Okay. So, so do you do anything fun for Halloween or like, do you do anything spooky? special for Halloween? I, I used to always have a themed birthday party slash Halloween dress up party which oh. was really fun um, but it was more like when I lived in the city because there was a lot more people able to like come and visit and spend the night and all that kind of stuff so um, but yeah we we did we did like a celebrity uh, dress up party which was really fun um, and yeah we did an Amish party one year which was really fun everything was by candlelight and we all had fake names that is wild. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wait, when's your birthday? October 19th. Oh my gosh. You're you're born at the best time. <laughs> it's like right there in the middle of and fall. It's the best weather. Halloween. Like it, yeah. it's just the best time. Ah. So are you witchy? No. Do you do witchy things? No. Not really. I mean, I'm I'm really into spending time outdoors. Yeah. Whether it's just, you know, in the woods or on the ocean. I'm very in tune with that. But I'm not like a ritual kind of girl. Got you. Um, no, I have crystals. I don't use them very often. Yeah. I love like, I love that time of the day when it just starts to get dark and the love sunset. That. And like, I just love ambiance of like darker things. Yes, me too. Um, but not a witch. No, not quite a witch yet. No, yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
witchy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like cackling. You're like truly like, cackling. I'm, I'm a witch. That's <laughs> well, because I think that that's another misconception that like like all these things fall into one and no, it's like you can be really into paranormal stuff and not into crystals or, you know what I mean? Like all these things can be separate things that you enjoy. You can also like everything or nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Skeptics are interesting though. Yeah, they are. Have you ever had an experience where a skeptic was like blown away or like just fully like convinced? Uh, uh. I mean, that Guysboro Courthouse scratch thing. Oh my God, that's that, so scary. That really tripped. So our audio guy, Tabor, he then, like, he was kind of freaked out in the situation. From my perspective, he was anyway. He was kind of like, no, that wasn't me. Um, but then he went and he took the audio and he isolated the audio. And I think that's when it really fucked with him. Because he heard things underneath the sounds that he shouldn't have heard that made him... Voices? No. How do I describe it? It's almost like, you know, like a mouse, like a Tom and Jerry situation where a cat's going after the mouse and the mouse is scampering. Yeah. So that noise was happening before the dragging that we should not have heard. But when he isolated it, he was like, there's a whole other layer to this that I couldn't even imagine. Fuck. That's wild. I know. And when you're actually doing these investigations, um, like we talk about closing out Ouija board sessions. Yeah. Is there anything you do when like you have just a regular session that you close it out or you do you smudge? Like, is there anything like that that you do regularly with these? Um, yeah, I definitely I definitely clear out my own home. yeah oh my god that was gonna be one of my questions which was like has anything followed you home and for me like some people will say if they put like a line of salt outside the perimeter of their home Mm -hmm. then no evil spirits are allowed entering or if you have a mirror by your front door um if a spirit was to enter through your front door it would see its reflection and kind of like banish itself away so i have the mirror thing um but i also am big into envisioning white light So whether I'm driving or whether I'm going into my own house, I just sort of envision a white light perimeter. And I feel like that keeps me safe. Fascinating. Yeah. It's weird. And that's kind of like where you saw your grandma too. It was all white. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's almost like envisioning an environment of safeness. Yes. Kind of thing. So nothing's ever followed you home, so to speak. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I can't say the same for my co-host on Booze and Bourbon, Jen, because she joined us for season five and six, and she's had some really messed up things happen at her house in terms of sounds and footsteps and things moving and electrical and the whole nine yards. Poltergeists. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with those? I don't know. Ever ever had something be been like thrown at you or like man, I gotta say, the other night I, I haven't even told you this yet. There was a night that my friend Danielle was over and she was trying to channel a friend of mine who passed away, who mm-hmm. I've been trying to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um and it didn't it it was good, but it wasn't like anything mind blowing. Right. When she left, so I had a pizza box on the on the um 
on the coffee table there. And it was like open. So like, here's the pizza. Here's the cover yeah. of the lid. Yeah. And I shit you not, the cover went and moved a bit. And I didn't have fans on. Nothing. And that was after she had left. So That's strange. That was a strange thing. I've had like things fall that like shouldn't have fallen mm-hmm. but that's really about it for me in terms of like any poltergeisty yeah um i don't have any crazy experiences myself with poltergeists and knock on wood i don't want to um i think the slapping on my back thing was the closest i've encountered to a poltergeist i also haven't seen anything happen while we've been investigating that would make me believe that there's like a lot of poltergeist activity um but maybe at Jen's house. Wow. Like she has she has her door like swinging open and hitting the table on the inside of the door and like things flying off the wall and footsteps up and down the hallway all the time and her TV not working properly, like going to turn it on. And it's nothing but a blue screen. And does she have any idea like what that might be like what specifically what spirit it might be or not entirely really because she bought the house from um a this this guy whose parents had both died not in the home but they had both died within like two weeks of one another so the house was kind of like left to the sun to sell and so a lot of the original owner's contents were in the house like oh. all of the mirrors which she's never gotten rid of she's kept the mirrors up which is so that's fascinating i always wonder like if spirit stays with the physical objects you know like if she were if she were to get rid of the mirrors yeah would it whoever got that mirror at a yard sale or something (gasps) like would they (laughs) would they would they pick that up like that's that's a legitimate wow i do like antiques myself and i've had friends be like why do you do that I'm like, wow, I really like it. And they're like, yeah, but I'd be afraid something is attached to it. I'm like, no, it's fine. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm not so sure. What are your thoughts on haunted dolls? Um, I think it's more of a phase than uh, <laughs> like a legit thing. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. They're, I, I think it's possible for yeah. sure. Um, I think, you know, like um, Annabelle. Sure. Yeah. She's she's a haunted doll. But like people going to Value Village and like picking up a doll being like, "Ooh, this one feels spooky." And then like doing this whole like taking a ghost hunting piece of equipment and being like, "Oh, I'm getting like a K2 hit on this one." And so it's probably haunted. I don't know. I don't really lean into that as much. I yeah, no, that's legit. Yeah. It's probably Yeah, the reason I ask is there's a TikToker with a haunted doll who yes. who named her podcast Intoxicated. <laughs> No. Are you serious? With a, she spelled it slightly differently. So she spelled it T A L K X A T D. I mean, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest form of flattery is when someone compliments you, right? Well, that's the thing. I'm like, you, you must know I exist because you, you specifically spelled it a dumb way. Yeah, exactly. She was like, I want to be her, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more followers, though, right? Some one of my friends was like, she has more followers, so she gets it, and I was like, frig, that's so cutthroat. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. she does just that on TikTok. She'll have a doll, and then she'll have those rods. Yep. 
and she'll do she'll she she'll like call the TikToks like talking to Marilyn Monroe or like these like famous people who have died and thirsty. Stuff. Yeah, it's a little clickbaity. Yeah, for sure. At first, it was good. Like her older videos, like you're like, okay, maybe this could be legit. But like now, you're like, uh, mm. you're doing this. You're doing this for the views. There's mm-hmm. so many ways to try to connect with ghosts. What have you found to be the most impactful, effective, and impactful? Um, I think really, you have to get the person or persons to trust you. So you can't just like walk into a space and be like, is there anyone here? Like, <laughs> it's like a kind first of date. To, Let's get I, to know I each other. I always feel like whenever I go in there, I'm like, hi, my name's Kim. <laughs> I'm here to learn more about you. And if you have a story to tell, like, tell it through me. And I would love to be able to let people know that you still exist. And, you know, if you have anything to say, like, get it out there kind of thing. Um but yeah, there's there's other ghost hunters that aren't so um, friendly and just kind of like yell at things. But like, OK, let's let's talk about this for a second. A ghost is essentially a human who's dead. So would you talk to a stranger, would, like scream at them, expect <laughs> them to like would you talk to interact a human with like you? That? Exactly. No. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I think That's getting them to trust you is a huge part of it. Um, and in terms of ghost hunting pieces of equipment that I've used that I tend to get the most out of, there's this thing called a REM pod, which is like a little round cylinder. It has a whole bunch of different lights on it. It has an antenna. Um, I tend to ask the space or whoever is in the space to interact with it. And it almost always does. No way. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Man. And are the are, is this equipment like accessible to the average person? Can you just buy buy it on Amazon? Uh, Amazon not so much, but if you go to ghoststop.com, you can find everything. Ghoststop. Sponsor yeah. this episode. You're <laughs> <laughs> getting free advertising. <laughs> right. And do you have your own equipment or do you just kind of use what's I have some of my own equipment. Some of it is currently in a Pelican case with the rest of our haunted stuff. Um, But I do have a K2 meter and I have a spirit box. Um, I do have dowsing rods, but they're not with me. Um, And I have like a crystal pendulum. So I have a couple of things that I I like, but like the REM pod, I think is like 500 bucks. That's pricey. But maybe it's because it works. Maybe. You know, maybe you got to pay the big bucks to get the good... Good. What about EVPs? Can we talk about EVPs for a second? Because that shit is terrifying. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's something that we could pick up right now, even if we wanted to, because we could we could pause and electronic voice phenomenon. Yes, (laughs) yes. You know. So, have you ever experienced one of those? Yes. Oh man. Also at the Evangeline Inn. I don't think it made the episode though. Uh but what was the lady's name? I think it was Marge. So an an elderly lady used to run the hotel slash restaurant at the Evangeline. And she used to run the kitchen like a tight ship. And so we went in there and we were expecting like things to move around, like poltergeist activity, because that's what we heard from the staff there. And we get there and it's like so quiet. And I'm like, well, where's her favorite seat? So I went over to her favorite seat and I set up a voice recorder 
And I was like, hey, Marge, if you're here, you want to come down and talk to me? We'll have a little conversation. And when I listened back to it, I asked the question, um, do you know that you're dead? And I heard, I know. Ah! Yeah. It was crazy. I know. It's Which crazy. is wild because people say that ghosts hang around because they don't know they're dead. But yeah. that, I don't know if I fully believe that. It could be just like an attachment, an emotional attachment to it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, really. I know. Oh, that's, and like a whisper. Yeah. Fucked up. I know. so crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I think I even got more specific with the question. I think I, I didn't, I want to say I said something along the lines of, do you know you died on this property? Like, I think it was very specific. Right. Because she did. She died in her apartment, which was like part of the motel. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she knows. She knows. Whoo! That's scary. And so I was also talking to my friends today who have been with Haunted since like day one. And they were telling me about this place in Shelburne, the Cooper's Inn. And this also never made an episode, but... They um, left a voice recorder in this one particular room and they took a break. They went for lunch and they didn't hear any footsteps enter the room whatsoever, but they did hear the words whispered, be gone. And it was a female voice and apparently there's a female who haunts the location. Huh. Oh, goodness. I know. See, stuff like that really makes me sad because I go... This person was probably dreadful in real life, and now they're sticking around still being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Forever and ever and well, ever. It, it, it does make you think, like, well, like, why why does spirit hang around? Why, why are... I always chalk it up to energy, and, like, I just... I don't know what I believe in terms of what happens when we die. I don't... I'm just a big I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a big, like, I am not an atheist. Like, I do think there's something. I just don't know what that is. Sure, yeah. Um, but I just refuse to believe that the essence of a human being, everything that makes a human a human being, mm -hmm. there's no way that can just be gone. Well, no, because you when can't, you, when you can't you get rid of energy. Can't like, get rid of energy. So, like, when you look at a... If you, this is a weird question, but have you ever seen a dead body? No, I don't think so. Like, you can tell oh, I guess. they're not there anymore. Like, it doesn't look like someone's sleeping. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. I, I automatically went to, like, car accident instead of, like, funeral. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Have you been in an accident? No. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So that's why I was like, no. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen my grandparents at, yeah. at funerals and stuff. And you yeah. can tell, like, they're no longer there. They're they're not with us anymore. Mm -hmm. Um. But I just, I, I refuse to believe that, like, there's nothing. I can't. So there's also the theory of a ghost not staying in that one space for eternity. But maybe it's something that comes and goes or comes passes goes. by. That's what I like to believe. Yeah. I like to believe that, that they, I do kind of, this sounds cheesy, but when I think of my friend, this is kind of how I see him, which is like the guardian angel idea. The mm. uh, They're watching over the people they love. 
yeah. and like every now and then if you're like hey can you help me out <laughs> like they, 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 they looking can, out for you they can come in you know like like i i actually do really really believe that so it's kind of a nice feeling but ugh. it is it's definitely a comforting feeling too like knowing that you could potentially call on somebody who is in your life and meant a lot to you to like hey i'm going through a really tough time right now can you kind of like just make your presence known and <sighs> just let me know that everything's going to be okay and then something very small might happen but it makes you feel fantastic a like little comforted someone is watching over me yeah you had that experience when you were in your 20s with your grandmother with the the dream yeah do you feel she's still with you uh occasionally yes yeah and I also have um kind of a motherly figure she was always kind of like a second mom to me and she passed away about three years ago and um it was it was really tough on me for sure sure. and sometimes I'll just like be in my house and I'll be like hey Cheryl how you doing kind of like talk to I know, them I know you're around so yeah you just like I get this feeling and I could be even like just looking at the microwave but all of a sudden I feel her that's wild yeah oh my gosh that's that is that is a really nice feeling yeah and and, and I know that this is what I'm about to say is gonna sound dark as shit but <laughs> hear me out I'm not surprised <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's nice to know sometimes if you're scared of death Mm-hmm. there's people potentially waiting for you on whatever other side that is. Yeah. That's how I like to see it. Yeah. So like my friend who passed away was a comedian and like, I very much so view the afterlife, like a comedy green room, like mm-hmm. that I'm going to walk into this green room and he's just gonna be like, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. Like, like, like I, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. Cause he was a comic and I see him, I see him. This is so cheesy, Sarah, but like giving us the light, you know, like giving us the light, like you're done your set, you're done your life. Come join me. Let's hang out. Let's have our post show hangout. Like, yeah. In the afterlife kind of thing. Yeah. I think, I think that's a wonderful thought. Right. Yeah. I would continue to carry that with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the other thing is too, I mean, there's this, none of us really know what happens when we die, but there's, you know, lots of theories and theories that I kind of like lean into a little bit more, but, I, um, I think that too, when somebody passes, they no longer have a definite sense of time. So yeah. like maybe they're not waiting for the next 60 years for you to pass away. Maybe it was only five minutes to them. Yeah. Or maybe, it, maybe it was no time. Yeah. That's why. They just look over and like, oh, there you are. Yeah. I've been waiting for you, but it only feels like five minutes. I often, yeah, I'm someone who I, I, I really am trying to get a handle on my fear of death. I have a huge fear of it. I think about like, I think you, you said before we recorded, get that intrusive thought out of your head. Yes. I have those a lot. I'm very much so like a lot of people talk about anxiety and being socially anxious. I'm like big picture anxious. Yeah. Like I'm like a piano is going to fall on me as I walk down the street. Right. Like existential, like crisis thinker. That's funny because oftentimes I'll be driving down the highway and I'm like, I'm going to be into a million pieces on the ground here. Like what why like why Why are we thinking these things i know and then tough i know and i think that's all part of being human though too like we want to chalk it up to like anxiety or like a mental health crisis or something but i think it's pretty normal like we know that we're going to die but when you look at our sweet little pets or our cats or something like they have no idea they're gonna die so they just like live their life and stuff but we know (laughs) like we know what's gonna happen so we have to like at some point 
not even necessarily come to peace with it, but at least accept that it's going to happen. That is, yeah, I'd like to get closer to that. Do you think actually being someone who investigates the paranormal and knowing a lot about this type of thing and like hearing all these stories, does that make it easier for you to accept? I think. Yeah, I would think so, right? Yeah, I think so. That's fascinating. I mean, there's there's obviously like there's so many scary ghost stories and folklore even here in Nova Scotia that are very traumatic and scary. But then there's a lot of people when you start talking to them, they're like, oh, I had this weird thing like my grandmother or my grandfather or my grandmother swears that this happened when her brother died. Like so many people have stories that I'm like, are we all insane or do we all have something that's very similar happen to us that we can talk about and get more comfortable? Maybe it's all part of becoming more comfortable with the thought of death. I have no idea. That really could be it. I mean, so many women listen to true crime podcasts no. because we're often the victims of those crimes. Do you think that's why? Is this like, is this a scientific fact? I don't, I think on some level we want to prep ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because being a woman, we are in more dangerous situations. So if we're reading, like I personally can't do true crime. I did it for a bit. I had to stop because yeah. it was actually just playing into my, again, my anxiety of someone's going to break into my house and murder me. Yeah, no. Um, so I don't know what I need to do in my life to make myself feel safer to a point where I can enjoy that content again. Love ghost stories, love conspiracy theories, but mm-hmm. like the, the hearing about like true crime murders, I, 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 uh, I don't do well. It's understandable. I, with that type of thing. But I do think that I think some women listen to that to be prepared in a weird way. Mm-hmm. It's a dark thought. But mm-hmm. Or know what to do if they're if in that situation wrongs them. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. Are you into horror movies or like anything I'm, like that? I'm into more like psychological yeah, horror movies yeah. as opposed to like bludgeoning bloodbaths. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into slasher stuff. No, me neither. Ugh. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, because you told me beforehand, I'm excited to get to this segment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which okay. is the rant segment. It's the spooky rant segment. I need to rant. <sighs> yes. This time to, around. We have to make it spooky. Kim, what is your rant? What would you like to rant about? Um, even though I touched on the subject earlier about orbs, um, for the most part, I think that orbs are BS. And I, you know, I like to play around with my camera. So I see light reflecting into that every now and then. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then you see the random people that are on like Facebook groups and they're like, oh, look at my cute little toddler. And then my my grandmother passed away like five days before this picture. And there's this crazy orb. And it's like, no, there's a mirror behind your kid and you've got a flash on your camera. <laughs> um, and then there's, there's all these people who have like CCTV cameras or security cameras that are infrared. And they're like, oh, look, this thing crawling through my front yard. No, it's a fucking fly going across the lens of your camera. And it looks extra bright because the infrared light coming from it. Duh. So I've always kind of felt like, you know, there is the possibility of an orb. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. But I think it's very far and few between. Right. So 
my thing is, is like, what if a situation happens and like, say you're filming it mm-hmm. um, and yeah. there's a noise or someone feels a brush or your, you feel your hair go up or something. And in that moment, an orb goes by like, that's where I go. That might be believable mm-hmm. because the two things happen at the same time. What about that? Like, would you be more apt to believe about an orb then? I would be, but I have not yet seen it. Ooh. So sometimes when we're investigating, we have a bunch of CCTV cameras set up and they're all attached to a monitor. So I'll sit at the monitor station and I'll see all these like really weird things. And then I have to remind myself, I'm like, they're currently in an attic that's super dusty. So sure. Yeah. It's a dust particle. Um, There has been maybe one instance where it looks like something's falling on somebody and they like brush their head, their head at the same time. And that makes me kind of wonder, but I still kind of discount it as like coincidence. Yeah. I I could, I could lean to like where you're going. Right. But I would have to err more on the side of coincidence. That's fair. Cause I gotta say. Not not so much haunted. Well, I don't know about haunted because I don't have East Link. But a lot of paranormal shows love the orbs. Yeah, and uh, you know what? You can easily edit in orbs. orbs, orbs, or let's go outside and shoot right now when it's super humid or misty yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, frig. Yeah, okay. Is that a hot take in the paranormal space? I think so. Yeah, it kind of seems like it might be. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to get in trouble on this podcast. I'm, don't I'm worry. Trying, yes. Don't trying worry. to be good. <laughs> You'll be- I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what other shows do. I yeah. can only I can only say what we do. And we definitely look at orbs as being like, mm, probably not. Probably not. Do you ever get to a location and just go, there's nothing here. This is a total bust. Like, we can't do anything with this. Yes. But what's interesting is other people on the team will be like, no, this place is so haunted. Or they'll have oh. a situation. And I'm like, wow, I totally didn't feel that. We went to a location in season seven, which has not aired yet. Um, but everybody in the crew was like, yeah, because I'm usually the one that books the locations. So they were like, yeah, this place is not haunted. And then I'm like, just give it, just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. And then one of them like was like, I'm so sorry, Kim, I ever said anything to you because this place was so haunted. I'm like, yeah, I know. We saw we saw like really crazy lights, like really bright lights. Like you would think a car was driving by, but there were no windows. So it was very strange. What? Like white shimmery lights. Whoa. Yeah. That was a new one. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Do you ever get... So like I've seen a lot of like these shows... Um, people get unbearably emotional sometimes or like almost like possessed. Like, I don't know if I want to use the word possessed, but has that ever happened to you or someone, you know, and haunted, like where it's been not so much a, I physically felt something or I saw something, but like, I'm so overcome with a certain feeling. Yes. Ooh. And it's going to come out in season seven. Oh, my God. Was it you? Somebody At got Lewisburg. Um, Myself and my coworker, my co-host, we, we definitely had an experience at Lewisburg. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And it was unexplainable. And then I was triggered when I saw it again. Stop. Yeah. And I won't ask you what it was, but, like, do you have memory of that? Was it something that you went... 
that was a feeling that I experienced and I experienced this feeling. Not like, I don't remember feeling that. No, I remember. You remember? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but I wasn't aware of the movements and like my my physical movements. How you were reacting to it. Yeah, I just remember the thoughts inside of my head and the feelings that I had. The physical feelings I had. I just didn't understand my movements and how I ended up getting from point A to oh point B. My God. I know. I keep <laughs> the chill factor on this episode is like wild. Cause like everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh my God. It's a trip. Like when I come home, I just I'm so comforted in the fact that like I have my husband and I have my cats that sleep next to me. Because if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would do. Here I go. I'm like, I just did five minutes of stand-up. I got to come down from this high. <laughs> this bitch is like in haunted houses and shit. Dear Lord. Oh, um, my God. I can't yeah. imagine. Well, what would the come down be from something like that? Because that's, Kim, that's a lot of energy going on. It's like, like you yeah. have your energy and the energy of the spirits, the energy of the crew. Like, yeah, that's a lot yeah there's there's days so immediately after um there's a few of us that either eat or drink in a group <laughs> so there's been times like when i saw the the black shadow at the boss going in i wanted everybody in my room because i was like i can't handle going to sleep until the sun comes up so everybody come to my room um so we drank and we ate and we just like all tried to figure out what it was um but then when i actually like the next day I sometimes don't want to be around anybody and I just want to have like a very simple day. I want to go out for a walk and I want to decompress. Yeah. Cause it, God, it's draining. So oh my gosh. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't consider yourself like a medium. No, but I have definitely had situations where, so what's funny is I've had situations where I'm like, no, discounting it, discounting it, discounting it. Meanwhile, the rest of my crew are like, Kim, you're psychic. And I'm like, no, way. no, I'm not. And they're like, yeah, if there's anybody that is a psychic, I believe it to be you. Really? Yeah. You just don't know it? Mm. You're a psychic and you don't know it? I don't even know if it's that. Like, there's a lot of, like, affirmations that I have throughout the day. But I also don't want to say I'm a psychic because I don't 100% know if I believe that. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Next intoxicated episode. Kim and Danielle. Danielle yeah. gives Kim a tarot reading. Yeah, I'd love that. I would. I, I would, would love, that. love that. Yeah. That would be so fun. Oh my gosh. Um, I literally just had a thought. Oh yeah. So like Nova Scotia. So you you film a lot around Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have? I mean, we talked about Lewisburg, Halifax specifically. Very haunted. Yeah. Lots of history here. Yes. Um, are there, is there any stories, venues, areas that like stick out to you in Halifax that are like, oh yeah, there's something here. Cause like I always hear, I mean, you hear of the classic one, Siddle Hill, mm-hmm. Henry house. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Henry house? Never been there. Nope. Oh, so I think at some point we got to do a ghost pub crawl. Yes. That would be so much fun. Kim, I'm just saying. That would be so much a fun. Crawl. A spooky crawl. I think it would be so fun to go. 
what's the etiquette when you when you're like approaching a venue to be like, can we just uh, can we creep around after hours? <laughs> <What's> <laughs> hey, is it cool if I hang out here and like talk to the goats? Thanks. Because my Pretty thing much. is, is like I want nothing more than to like be in a vet like in a place with just a couple people and do exactly what you do. Cause I've watched it so much on TV right? that I'm like, I would love to do that. But like, is that allowed? Is it hard to do that? What's the, what's the deal with that? It's touch and go. Some places are very receptive to people being obsessed with the fact that they're quote unquote haunted. haunted. They're like, um, Oh yeah. Go, go use your little voice recorders. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely reached out to some places. There's one fairly recently in Lunenburg that was like, no, we straight up don't want to be associated with anything like that. I'm like, okay, that's fine. To me, I'm like, any tourism is good tourism, though, right? Yeah, if we mention you, <laughs> right? Because because you're only gonna bring in other people who are into ghost stuff, right? Exactly. So really, you're not scaring anyone away. You're just bringing in a new audience. Mm-hmm what i think so apparently the five fishermen is very haunted five fishermen yeah so that's where they had the titanic bodies yes yes i also believe that the maritime museum of the atlantic is haunted although i don't know that they advertise that all that much oh that place Mm -hmm. yeah so this one's never mentioned but i can only say from my experience i think it's haunted it's pure 21 I used to work there. I yes. used to close down the museum late at night. Mm-hmm. There's an energy in that space. And, I, and you know, the, lots of history attached to it. Can I ask you a question? Because I was there not that long ago. Please do. I had, a, I had a really weird feeling in a certain space. Was it by all the suitcases? Like in the... Well, there's suitcases everywhere. <laughs> so, like when you go upstairs to the second floor? Yeah. And like over by, they've got like a big model of what the Pier 21 used to look like. And there's like all these glassed in suitcases. I felt it in that whole area, to be honest. Okay. But like, I would have to close that place down like after events, like late at night, like, you know, late at night, like 11 p.m. But like, you know, no one else would be there. And yeah, that place feels haunted AF. I don't know. But haunted, again, stigma. I feel like there's a, there's a bad Stigma attached to the word haunted. Yeah. I feel like that place has so much history attached to it. And a part of me kind of believes that, like, if you were to have a significant moment in your life happen and then you were to die, you might want to go back to that place. So, like, that was a really happy place for a lot of people. Yeah, like, maybe you met your loved one there. Maybe, yeah. Or Or maybe this was a new life for you when you came to Canada. Yeah. So maybe your spirit hangs around there. So maybe it's like a... Like a happy haunting? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I hope maybe? to believe sometimes. Yeah. Maybe? Like oh maybe, my gosh. Maybe this is like your favorite spot. What, what do you think is the scariest place in Nova Scotia? Scariest, mm. hands down, scariest. I gotta think about that one for a second. Place to visit um, for hauntings. Oh. Putting you on the spot, I know. There is a house um, in Avondale and it's called the Mount's Mansion. You can stay there. It's an Airbnb. <laughs> Sarah's writing it down. She's like, our next intoxicated trip uh, getaway. We're going to go there. And yeah. they actually used it for filming Chapel Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it is a magnificent home. Like, there's beautiful woodwork everywhere. And it's very... It's like you walk in there and it's so sad. 
Oh, I love it. So <laughs> it's like everything's kind of dark and there's like original murals and stuff on the wall, like hand painted murals and everything. And I just had this like overwhelming feeling of loss going there. Oh, crap. And they also dubbed it the honeymoon house because this guy built it for his wife and she got tuberculosis and she was shipped off to New York to get better. And he would go and sit at this front window and sit there and wait for her to come over the hill. Because, like, there was only letters. There, there weren't telephones at the time. No texting? No. <laughs> so he would sit there and wait for her to come home. And then he finally got the news that she died in the hospital in New York. So she never got to live in the house. So he was there all by himself. So That's so sad. Like, just the thought of, like, you know, having this wonderful life with this beautiful human and, like, building this amazing, gorgeous house that apparently had, like, first electricity in the whole region of Holy Nova Scotia. So it was a very like very nice spot. And then just never being able to have the family and never being able to show your wife what you built for her. Would be so and sad. they traveled the whole world on their honeymoon and picked out like themes for each room. Like this is going to be the Paris room and we're going to buy all this furniture in Paris to put in the Paris room. This is going to be the African room and we're going to have all this safari stuff in here. So they still kind of have it set up that way. It's just it's weird. Do people see him or her wandering around there? Him sitting in the front window. Because that's probably where he died. Yeah. So and I stayed there. Oh. And I didn't realize, like, I was kind of freaked out by the room. Um, there was a very small little porcelain sink in the room. And it kind of kept playing with me. And I'm like, why is there a sink in the room? There's no toilet. Like, why was this an original fixture? But that was intended to be the master bedroom so the woman could like wash their undergarments and everything in the sink there and so as I was laying down to go to sleep I was like this was supposed to be their master bedroom this was supposed to be where they slept had their life yeah and I don't know if it was me like in the the middle of the night doing it but I did fall asleep with the light on and when I woke up the light was off just like the the night the table lamp next to me I don't know that's a little freaky Mm. Oh my gosh. What was it called again? Mount's Mansion. Mount's Mansion. I'm going to write that down. Yes. Holy it, smokes. Did you say it was in Avalon? Um, Avondale. 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 See, that makes more sense. Yeah. I think it's the Avondale Road. I feel like universities are also oh, yes. just riddled with spirits. I went to Cinebox. Oh, yeah. Haunted. Yeah. Nuns haunted I, that place. Oh, Kim. <laughs> Kim. What? I stayed in that residence. Really? Mount St. Bernard. Did you ever have anything weird happen to you? This is what I'll say. I've never felt more like I was being watched in my life. Like, just, it was a creepy residence as it was. Mm -hmm. It was old. It was, um... It was considered like the lame residence because it was like a quiet residence. Like there wasn't a lot of parties that happened there. It was all women. Um, But I found like it was just a place where I think a lot of girls would sleep and then they would go elsewhere to party or or whatever. So it was it felt desolate. So here's a question. Do you think it felt that way because of a quote unquote nun presence and people just like felt like they couldn't do anything bad in that residence because oh, something was watching them maybe. or judging them maybe i don't know just maybe. just a thought you could be right but it was so creepy staying there. like i i look back at that time and i just go 
Like I, I, I've been in other residents. I've been to the Mount. Like never felt creeped out at all. Okay. Sandovax, old as shit, haunted as fuck. Right. <laughs> that right. should be their new slogan. <laughs> old as shit, haunted, haunted as, as fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just put that on the goddamn brochure. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh my god, I'm just loving all these, all these stories. It's crazy. Um, we do have another segment though, and I'm excited to get to this one. Okay. Kim's about to burn some bridges. Uh, we're about to get into the unpopular opinion segment. Here we go. Here we go. Don't hate me for this, but it's time for unpopular opinion. What is your unpopular opinion? Zach Bagan sucks. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so we've been referencing other shows yes. throughout this podcast. A big one is Ghost Adventures, which huge. I gotta say, Kim, I went through a big Ghost Adventures phase. Uh, the, oh, a yeah. straight year, yep. I think. I watched it a lot. Uh not so much anymore though. But okay, what is your beef with Zach Baggins? Okay, there's a lot of beef. Um I think that he thinks that his shit doesn't sting. <laughs> I think he thinks that he's super hot and that, well, I mean, he is dating that plague girl. So. Oh, shit. Is it Holly? Oh, I didn't know he was dating someone. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe he's really good in bed. I don't know. Uh, but he wears obnoxiously baggy black pants. Yes. And I'm like, are you hiding something? Are you, like, secretly obese? Do you have, like, a huge pot belly or, like, a big badonkadonk? Like, why are you wearing pants that are that baggy? I don't know. He looks very much so, like, millennial style. Like, 2000s yeah. B44. Yes. <laughs> and like the hair and the super thick glasses. I feel like he's trying to tap into like this nerdy side of him. But then if you look closely, it looks like he's always wearing foundation. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And the thing that I can't stand about him is how obnoxious he is yeah. when he goes into a space. Like has I was saying about gaining trust. He does not gain trust. He walks in and he like demands the ghost to talk to him. <laughs> And he pisses off demons, right? We didn't even get into demons. I don't like, the, I don't like the subject. <laughs> Part two. Um, <laughs> that's so funny because yeah, when I was in my ghost adventures stage, yes, I had such a crush on him. Did you? Admittedly, what was what was your thing with them? I don't know. I just like assholes. Okay. Okay. And maybe now that I've gone through more self-love stuff, like I, I'm, I mean, less attracted to him now for sure. I don't, I don't see the appeal, but you're right. The, the pissing off of spirits. Yeah. Why? What's that going to do? Nothing good. Right. And then you're going to bitch and complain about how, why you have scratches on your body. Yeah. And and there's something about his voice too, where he's always talking like this and drawing everything out. I'm like, buddy, don't try to set the tone more than it needs to be set. Oh my god, I love that. Ah, oh, just it's too much. That's so funny. So we're gonna tag Zach Baggins in this episode. <laughs> so. That so that there Kim. There was one time that like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. There 
this one time that I think I reached out to him on social media, or it might have been Twitter or something, trying to convince him to bring Ghost Adventures to Halifax. Did he ever respond to you? No, go oh God, no. See, and but I think I think he was like he's a looking for like locations, and I was like, oh my God, how fun would that be if Ghost Adventures came here? But you guys. We have our own show. It's haunted on East Link. <laughs> um, oh, look at that segue, Kim. Yeah. When's the new season come out for Haunted? Uh, I believe it's October twenty third. October twenty third. Yeah, around the corner. Okay. Yeah, I think I need to get an East Link account by then because I need to check it out based on what you're what you're telling me. And you have That's fun doing cool. it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the people I've met through it, and it all started because of booze and bourbon. That's wild. I know. So you did the the booze and bourbon podcast. Yep. Um, which is whiskey and paranormal. Yep. You talk about both, right? Yep. And uh, and then they found you through that. No, I think them? I found them. Um, yeah, my my friend sent me this link, and she's like, "Oh, this local ghost hunting crew is looking for some more people," and I was like, "What?" So went and met with Paul with my friend Jen, and then the next thing you knew, we were trying out on Haunted. That is so cool. I know we had we had started to do a couple of like very small small scale investigations, and so we kind of showed him the videos and like what we were like on camera, and then we were on the show. Oh my god, that's so cool! That's so cool. If you're ever looking for ghost hunters, me and Sarah, yes, want a ghost hunt so bad. Yes. Okay, so. We've been bearing the lead here. We have some equipment. Yes, we do. Shall we see some of this equipment? Maybe try some of it? I don't really know how you want it. Like, what's best to do this? If it's a show and tell? Or maybe we, we take one out and try to do a little session? Yes. I think, okay. I think the spirit box. And okay. what's really cool is it's a handmade spirit box. Um, I also have the K2 meter, but I feel like there's a lot of electronics around here, so maybe it's not like the best. <laughs> it might not, a podcast might not be the best. Maybe the graveyard walk. We'll, we gonna yeah. do it out there because we're the. So do you know anything about the Olivet Cemetery that's right by us? No. There's Tell me. There's Titanic bodies. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, there's some. But I didn't know for sure. Not all. The Clayton Park graveyard has more. Okay. But um I think it's the I think it's the unidentified ones that are here, right? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Your neighbors. They're yeah. also having an identity crisis. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> um okay, so this lovely spirit box um was made by my friend who is also a fellow ghost hunter. He is currently in Maine. Um, but he spent quite a long time as the caretaker of the actual conjuring house. Oh my gosh. So there's been a lot of documentaries and there's been a lot of, um, like YouTube sensations, like exploring with Josh that have gone to the conjuring house, done investigations with John. And so John started making these spirit boxes. And when he was making this one, I was like, Hey, do you want to throw in a conjuring house ghost in there? And he was like, ha ha ha. But he sent me a video as soon as he had it up and working. And he was like, it just straight up said your name. And it did. He sent me the video and it wasn't like, it wasn't like Kim. It was like, Kim. Like it was really weird. So I've taken this on a couple of investigations since I got it. I got it about a month ago. Hasn't done anything. Yesterday I decided to throw it on in my office and it said my name again. So let's think about this for a moment. We're not sweeping the same radio stations 
in Nova Scotia as we are in Rhode Island. So it shouldn't wow, say my name again. shouldn't be doing that. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, actually, let's show it a bit more. So put okay. it up to the camera. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of looks like a little boom box. It does. Like a little, Definitely like, does. Like it looks, that Look is, it looks She's like a little so stereo. Okay. So how does the spirit box work? So it sweeps across radio stations. Right. So this is the one that you hear. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably going to be really annoying for That's people. That's okay. But um, you want to know what? You guys, this is the Halloween episode. So you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> okay. So essentially, like, you're probably going to hear little blips of words. But if you hear a couple of words together or a whole sentence, then perhaps it's not the radio. So um, we'll get it warmed up. Okay. I'll ask okay. a couple of questions, and okay. then I'd love for you and you to also ask questions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And how much – question for you again. How much time do you give a spirit box to work? Like, do you put a time limit on it, or you just kind of feel it out? You just kind of feel it out, right? Yeah. You can't rush these things. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Is there any Is there anyone here that wants to talk to us? Can you say Kim? Can you say Sarah? Can you try to say Sarah? Can you say your name? Maybe you should ask a question, Sarah. Oh. What was that? I don't know. Did that just say Kim? She that's like Kim. I heard it through the headphone. Okay. Wait, you keep going. Um, are you able to say what your name is? That sounded like Pete. See, how do you know when it's a voice and not a radio voice? Because you should. (laughs) That was really weird. That was really clear. Um, it, yeah. Like if you start to get more than just a syllable, it's probably... A little bit more than just the radio. Like, I feel like we're getting stuff, but I'm not paying enough attention to it. All right, we gotta. Okay, so let's just. We'll be. We'll stop. I feel like that was a hi. Like, hi. How you doing? Can you say Kim? Can you say my name? Can you say Halifax? I feel like we're getting things, but not like enough to be like, yes, that is. Colette? I didn't like that voice that was like, uh. 
Yeah. There was only something at the start there. Do you have anything that you want to say to us? Can you tell me what I'm pointing to? Okay, when do you guys have to ask a question? Um, Can it just be anything? Anything. Um, Is there anyone with us right now? It sounded like it said men. (laughs) Does that make sense to you, Sarah? Does that... that Kind of. (laughs) I had a psychic tell me once that I have a ghost husband that is watching... What? Yeah. And a pa- past life husband. Did she tell you what the name was? Stephen. Is Stephen in the house? Is Stephen around Sarah? I heard no. Did you hear no? I thought I did. <laughs> it's like, no, he's, he's checked like, out. He's yeah. moved on. <laughs> She's too alive for him. He doesn't put out enough for me, so... Okay, we're we're probably going to sign off here unless you have something really cool to tell us. Did you want us to come explore the graveyard close by? It's quiet. Sarah, do you want to ask anything? Can you say Sarah? I thought it said... Like, I can. Can't. Oh. Did you want to talk to me? Can you say that more clearly, please? Do you want to talk to Sarah? The noises are so creepy. I know. So creepy. It's like old timey radio. Yes. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna sign off unless you have something amazing to say to us. This is your final chance. We're gonna turn you off. Can you say Kim again? Can you say my name? One more time. Try to say Kim. Tit. Sounded like tit. That's what I heard too. <laughs> tits. No tits tonight. Okay, bye. Wow. That's be, wild. It can be really annoying. The sounds can be really annoying. And there's no volume control on it, eh? Uh, a little bit, but not a whole lot. No. So this is a K2 meter. So when it gets Ooh. close to um, any electromagnetic fields, it should technically like spike up to oh. the red. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I don't know. Do you want to hold it over there and see if like if Actually, you swipe it across anything, if it changes? No. See, it's not- I would be curious to give it to you because Ooh. of that iPad because that was Andrew's iPad. Oh. So audio, audio listeners, we're just going to. Does it beep or anything? No, it'll just it'll just bring up different colors of lights. Nope. I, I feel like 
I'm someone who wants so deeply to have a ghost experience. Right. But I've never, like, she's too desperate. But I've never had one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, nothing too, too crazy. Mm-hmm. Not nothing that was shook me to the, the core. You know what I mean? Um, and it's interesting because you have to wonder if there's like ways that you could open yourself up to it more. But I think it is just being present and like almost like almost telling them that you're. So what else is interesting is is I've been trying to figure out like why aren't we getting hardcore evidence of ghosts on camera if they truly exist, right? Like if we can see them with our own eyes, how come we can't see them on camera kind of thing? And it just seems like every single time you are in the middle of ghost hunting and you turn the camera off or you leave, something happens. And I'm like, are they like playing tricks on us? Like do they not want to be oh, seen? I think we do another quick spirit box session with the camera yeah, off and yeah. the podcast off just, just for the fun of it. Just to yeah. see. Absolutely. Maybe they just like, yeah. They're, they're like, like, you're I'm putting me on the spot. Reviews. I'd also be curious to put in the bathroom. There's something about my bathroom. I, Should I take this? The cat room? doesn't go in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. The, the cat the doesn't go in there. Danielle had a moment where she was like, it feels heavier in there. But. Oh my gosh, this was a wild ride. It was so much fun. <gasps> Holy smokes. <laughs> I hope everybody can sleep okay tonight. <laughs> You're like, uh, <laughs> it's not my fault if you don't. <laughs> yeah, do not write us angry messages. Entertainment purposes only. Yes. Kim, this was lovely. It was so nice to finally meet you. This was so great. I hope this is going to come out the 29th, so just before oh. Halloween. So happy Halloween to everybody listening. I want you to tell everyone where they can like find all the things you do. Follow sure. you. Yeah. Um, so basically on Instagram, if you follow booze and bourbon, you'll yes. get the most up-to-date stuff. So that's B-O-O-S-A-N-D bourbon. And also if you want to just like reach out to me, you can find me on my website, which is Kim Moser and that's M-O-S-E-R dot info. And watch Haunted. And definitely watch Haunted. And check out a girl named Whiskey because it's so good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thank you so much for doing this. There's a bell right beside you. Mm-hmm. You get to close the episode by ringing that bell. Ding! <laughs> Thank you so much. We did it. Thank you for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and check out our video episodes on the Intoxicated YouTube channel. Until next week, feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan, co-produced by Sarah Nicole, and brought to you by the messiness of life.